Today's episode of The Teardown is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. everybody welcome back to another edition of the teardown that is the post-race podcast here on the athletic my name is jeff buck i'm alongside my co-worker jordan bianchi aka big word j from words with friends we will talk about all that our words with friends adventures uh, of course <laughs> but uh first we have another iRace to talk about uh as you know your well at least the athletic subscribers know i'm no longer uh writing about the iRacing stuff uh last week was i i don't know just it just was uh i i couldn't do it anymore couldn't couldn't fake my way through it so when i sat down to write my top five column last week i i said you know what i, I just can't do it so i wrote a column about how uh i can't cover this like a real race anymore but i did watch the race uh for entertainment today i i also watched the uh indycar race yesterday so we'll bring in jordan now and uh jordan seemed like you were you were enthusiastic about uh, the talladega race you thought it was a pretty good show i, I liked it a lot I, I thought this was the best example of what i racing can be i thought it was the best of wait wait well whoa, whoa wait wait the best uh, out of all so far you thought this was the best example why well, tell me why i i thought the racing today there was times i was watching this race and i'm going this this is like real life the, the moves that are happening how the race was playing out Especially in the first half of the race, three fourths of the race, the end got a little, you know, typical Talladega. This was a real. This to me looked like a real race at times. It really did. It's just it, the the moves that guys were making, how things were happening, what the cars looked like. It just felt like a real race. It, it felt like what I racing. We often talk about how I racing is the best representation of what pro sports can be like in the virtual world. This was it today to me, and I think it, it helped to. Is I really enjoyed the Fox broadcast today. I thought they did a really good job of towing the line. I thought Gordon being in the race, and he was very involved in the broadcast and offering great analysis. I thought Clint Boyer today was a great... I thought Boyer today was great. He wasn't just comic relief. He was offering good analysis. And the the, the, the exchange between Gordon and Boyer, which was they quite frequently, and, they, and Fox did a good job of leaning on them, um, was excellent, and it really enhanced the broadcast. And to me, Kate conveyed to the viewer what was going on. I, I was I was really impressed with today's coverage and, and today's event overall. I thought it was a home run. Oh, that's that's cool. I'm glad. Uh, that's great. That's great. I I you know I enjoyed it. I guess. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean it was fine. It was fine. I, I guess I just wasn't as enthusiastic as you. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I mean, I, I liked the comic relief element of it. I liked the the fun parts. Um, you know, there was that, you know, stuff that irritated me a little bit that kept creeping in. And I just thought, oh, why? Why does this, you know, like, like, I mean, it's just little stuff. I mean, but it just it just all adds up. And it, it, it goes back to this tug of war I've had the entire time of whether to take this seriously or whether it's just for fun. 
um, you know, you had like they start out and they're like, okay, they told everybody we're we're going to invert the top ten qualifying, we're going to invert the top ten. Then you know the race starts, and you know I will say people on DraftKings base their picks on where people are starting or whatever, so they put money on this or whatever, right? I mean, maybe maybe not at Talladega because DraftKings has weird scoring for that. But anyway, let let's say you were playing DraftKings, you pick somebody for that, and they go, oh, by the way, we're not going to. Uh, there's a glitch, we couldn't invert it or whatever. You know, whatever, fine. It's just it just that just seems, uh, you know. And then and I guess they told them right before the race or something. According to one tweet I saw, there's no yellow line rule. Um, you know, then you have like, you know, it was just funny, I guess, but like Denny Hamlin's daughter coming in in the middle of the race and turning his screen off with her remote and then he crashes and he's done with the race and they tried to restart and couldn't get his monitor back up just stuff like that and then so so i if you're gonna go all just silly and funny again that's fine and and i like that part of it i like the boyer gordon exchange that was funny but then you know like the serious part of it you know what people are you know there's like i said people are betting on it people are talking about this as you know I don't know. It's fine. I just it's just the same for me every week now, I guess. But I I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a fun little 90-minute diversion. I'm glad I don't have to try to write about it aside from talking about it on the podcast. I just don't know, you know, my I guess my thing is like Alex Bowman won or whatever, right? And you know, they had this little cute moment of him, you know, driving through the pace car. Oh, sorry, I was tweeting. Um, you know, if you, if I was going to sit down and try to write about that like a you know, as, as some of our peers and colleagues are doing, it's just it's just tough. So, from an entertainment standpoint, like you said, um, if you just look at it purely from that, I think it is good, and that's what I'm trying to do more and more. But it's hard to shake the habits, I guess. Of okay, here's the rules. Here's how we're going to do qualifying. Here's how we're going to do this, and then it doesn't turn out that way, or you know, this happens, or they give free waiver. You know, they kept waving everybody around back to the lead lap, and you had some drivers saying, well. Here I, you know, I was trying to stay out of trouble all day, and now every you let everybody back in the game, you know, whatever stuff like that. So I don't know. I just want to. I, I, you can tell just how conflicted I am about it, I guess. But um, yeah, it was a good race. I like it. I hear what you're saying about the DraftKings component, and I've always, you know, my my belief is is that this has been fun, and if you're you're going to treat it as an exhibition. You can't get too worked up in it about, you know, the protocols and the rules and how things come together. I will say that when you incorporate gambling and there's money involved, and, and I guess you can gamble on this, which is, I, I'm still surprised by that for some reason, um, which is great. I mean, I'm all in for gambling. Um, you, you do have to kind of have a set protocol and people have to, you can't change the rules at the last minute and, and you, you know, on the fly, basically, that's not fair. I mean, it's just, it's not to, to people wagering on this, that that's tough. And, and, you know, the thing I always struggle with today is like, I get why they have the reset rules for damage and everything. Okay. But like Boyer, for example, you know, blows an engine in his car and I'm like, Oh, he's done for the day. And the next thing I know he's back out there racing. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought he blew an engine. So I guess the reset rules apply to mechanical failures as well. That's a little, weird to me but I, you know and then the second i'm like well wait a second it's just eye racing so you just kind of got to roll with it so you know i go back and forth i, I you know do i want it to be 100 percent real uh, yeah i'd like it to be as close as possible but i understand why the rules are the rules i mean gordon flipping through the air and then being able to keep going again it's you know it's, you gotta roll with it you just can't get too worked up about it yeah well like you said i mean it's it's one thing, you know, if you're just going to say, and, and actually, I think this was a great point. Um, I believe it was on the Sunday Money 
podcast with, with the Corey LaJoy and Daryl Mott and Lauren Fox do. They were saying like, you know, if you were going to make it all comic relief kind of thing, like forget the seriousness of it, but just let the guys joke around. You know, you'd have to limit the practice or not tell them what track it is or something until the very last minute or whatever. But um, if you were going to make it just for fun and wacky kind of stuff and hey, these guys aren't the pros, then then you could I think it would be even more entertaining. Um, but the fact is that, you know, some guys are practicing eight hours a day for it or whatever. And so, you know, they get angry when when stuff happens because, you know, it's their their whole race. It's their chance to get on TV. They're trying to get their sponsors on TV as we as stuff we've talked about. I don't want to keep being so repetitive with this, but, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. So it was it was cool little race. Um, I, what's next week? Dover. Have they said if Dover. they're going to do Dover? Yeah. yeah, Dover. They're following the, the real life yeah. schedule. So Dover, I'm not as, you know, I'm not really as excited about, I guess, but, um, Talladega is fun. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a great showcase. You can get, you can get guys in there where you don't have to practice, uh, so much, by the way, Corey LaJoy, uh, for, since this is a podcast, I assume you guys might listen to other podcasts as well. Recommend the Sunday money podcast. If you don't listen to it, that on that podcast, um, he was pretty much crapping all over the, uh, the idea of this um, and said this was going to be his last race because he didn't have to practice and he was going to sell his rig. And so then he almost won the race. That would have been uh, quite funny to talk about, I think. Uh, but uh, Alex Bowman, too, I, I like the approach he's been, the irreverent approach he's been taking this whole time with his funny tweets and stuff. So it's it's kind of funny and, and cool that he won, I guess, right? It's good. I, I like it. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. I mean, him and his dog Finn have been probably the, one, some of the stars of the iRacing series so far. And you know his approach of you know I'm not really practicing. I don't really give a damn. It has been it's been good. It hasn't always paid off. Some weeks and other weeks that today, for example, it paid off. So it's it's you know it's it's interesting to see the different mindsets of the drivers. I mean, you know, Bubba Wallace this week said he wasn't going to race at Talladega just because he didn't feel like he could commit the necessary time to to being good and to getting laps and he you know you need to put in a little bit of time if you want to be good at this on an every week basis as we, we've seen with William Byron Timmy Hill etc and it just wasn't up in his wheelhouse so this is a commitment this isn't you know we can joke and say this is you know this is a video game or whatever and you know, there's some semblance in that but this is hard to do it's not easy and if you want to be good at this it is a serious time commitment. We've seen it on the IndyCar side. Simon Pagano, who's won two of those IndyCar races, has said he spends you know hours a day um, practicing. William Byron does the same thing on the NASCAR side. So I can see why Corey LaJoy or Bubba Wallace or some other guys say, you know what, this is not something I can commit to for, for whatever reason. And it, for me to go out there and do this it is frustrating, and I don't want to do it. So I get that, but I, I appreciate the guys who do do it because you can tell the guys who take this very seriously. And I, and I think it, it reflects that on the, in these races. Yeah, no, and you know, um, you had Lando Norris, the young F1 driver. Uh, he dropped down into the IndyCar race uh, at Coda this weekend, and he pretty much waxed everybody. He even spun out and still won. Um, yeah, I have a question about so, that too, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. So what does it say about the Indy? So IndyCar's had five races so far. Three of them have been won by either part-time drivers or drivers who don't even race in the series. So Sage Karam, who races part-time, and then Scott McLaughlin, who races full-time in the Australian Supercar Series, and then this week, Lando Norris, who races in Formula 1 and has never turned a wheel in IndyCar before, they have won three of the five races. The other two have won by Simon Pagano. Does that say anything about what's going on in the IndyCar Virtual Series at all, or is it just my looking way too deep in this? 
Well, no, I just think it says more about iRacing that, um, you know, it, I think Sage Karam, uh, Scott McLaughlin, and um, Lando Norris are all people who have spent an incredible amount of time on iRacing. I think really, you know, Will Power has, has done a ton of iRacing, but aside from that, who in IndyCar has done that much iRacing? It's clear, like we were just talking about with NASCAR, where, you know, the, the precision involved, um, you know, that's something that, that you learn by experience. You learn sort of the tricks. You learn what you need to do to be fast. And, and if you don't have a ton of seat time with it, um, you're not going to be as good. So, no, I, I don't think that that does say that much. It's just more a commentary on, on iRacing, not not talent. It's iRacing talent. So, um, yeah, I, you know, Lando Norris, he's clearly been doing it for a while. He, has, he had 20,000 people on his Twitch stream. I looked at Dale Jr.'s today. He had five, 6,000. Obviously, he just started his Twitch stream up. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I just I think it's, you know, like the first week or whatever, um, you know, when Denny won and then Timmy Hill won, we're like, oh, wow. You know, remember we were talking about, oh, Timmy Hill, maybe this could lead to some things. And but I really do think as I've come to see it more over time that, you know, it really is a skill with eye racing that, and that these guys rely so much on the feel of their seat. Joey Logano said that, you know, he, he can't feel the car like he can in real life. And it's just a totally different sensation. So I think if you spend a lot of time on iRacing and you have talent, um, those two things the the experience level, um, it, it adds up and you can be good. Um, it's hard to overcome that if not. So I, I definitely do. I, I definitely want to be on iRacing sometime, but, um, you know, it just seems like it, it does take a lot of time to be, to be good at it. And, um, someday I'll, someday I'll go on. Are you, why don't you join it? I thought about it. Um, I got a steering wheel and pedals this week for my dad, who is really big into this all of a sudden. He's, he's big into racing in general, but he's into the iRacing thing and he kind of wants to Wait, your this. dad is on iRacing? My dad wants to get into iRacing. He's big oh. into it now. Um, we watched the race together last week and, you know, he was like just blown away by this and he's been asking me all sorts of questions. So got him a pedal, got him a steering wheel, um, got to take the next step and see if his computer is capable of doing this if not we're going to get him a computer and he's going to be on this relatively soon so i would love to do it i, I like video games a lot I, i'm into it i think this would be a great thing i don't know if i have the time commitment uh, i got enough on my plate the way it is with work and some other stuff and it's just i would like to do it but like you said to be good at this is a time commitment and i'm, I'm a really competitive person and i don't handle losing well so i don't know if i if i can if it's worth it for me mentally to invest in this, if I can't do it to the level I want to do it at. Well, on that note, I mean, we can just jump right into our, the words with friends battle uh, last week on the podcast toward the end told you that my words with friends name was Jeff underscore Gluck. Uh, and Jordan's words with friends name was big word J. Um, so I had started up playing with Jordan and then, um, three of our listeners, uh, graciously started games, with me this week. So, um, it was nice, nice to play some people, but I I'm quitting that. I've deleted the app off my phone. Um, not because I'm a sore loser. That's part of it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> just, I, I, you know, I was considering my words too much is spending too much time. I'm just like, this yeah. is such a waste of time. I'm killing, you know, I, I, it's not like I don't, I have other games too that I play on my phone. So this is just another commitment, you know, just like, Oh my gosh, this is just, why, why am I spending so much time on this? Uh, I'm getting waxed by, big word J over and over again. I think I went 0 for 5. Average margin of victory probably by you was probably, I don't know. It was over 100. 50, 60. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I was being too generous to myself. Over 100 yeah, average right. margin of victory. Uh, so anyway, for those of you who, who do want to keep playing, 
uh, on, on Words with Friends, please start a game with Big Word J. He will destroy you, and if not, uh, we will give you a special shout-out. I'm, I'm announcing that. I haven't even talked to you about this. I'll give you a special <laughs> shout-out. on If you send me photo proof of you beating Big Word J at Words with Friends. I've only uh, lost once just, this week. You lost? You lost once, to somebody? Just once. Yeah, just once. To one of our listeners or somebody else? Uh, one of our listeners. I don't have the person's name in front of me otherwise, but next week I'll, I'll give him a shout-out. But, yeah, uh, I got beat by, like, three points, and I ended up giving away five points. I'm, I'm actually really – my, I'm biting my tongue so I don't swear. Um, it actually kept me up last night because I screwed up, and I I'm just it, it's a, it's a sore spot. Yeah, I lost by. Like, Did you three lose points. to OC Dog? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's it's very. I'm not happy. Not so. At all. O- OC Dog is the person that beat you. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, correct. Because yeah. that's one of our listeners. The other listeners yeah. that started games with me that I want to shout out were Heather M and Mark M. So, thanks <laughs> to those. Um, wow. Okay. OC Dog. Yeah. Uh, I. I beat OC Dog. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah, did. I'm I'm gonna beat him next. So it's I'm up for wow. revenge. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Nah. Well, so anyway, um, I I feel like the the conclusion here is that you do have time. Uh, you're claiming you don't have time for iRacing, racing, but you have time to play Words with Friends. So I'm gonna say you do have time, and you should get started on it. Uh, my excuse is the 18 month old running around my living area. But I look forward to. I do look forward to going down this road with my dad. It's gonna be interesting to see. That would be really fun to race your dad. Yeah, sure. And actually, I would really like to race you, Jordan, and just wreck you intentionally. I don't care if iRacing suspended (laughs) me forever. I would just like to go into one of those rookie-level street stock races and just like tee you up like Matt Kenseth to Joey Logano into the corner and just destroy your car. That would be so satisfying. You know, like Kenseth. Kenseth is a mild-mannered guy, and he just (laughs) snapped. And all of a sudden, you're this mild-mannered guy, and you apparently have just snapped. I don't know what it is that I bring this out of you. You... You beat me by 100 points per time on Words with Friends. Yeah, you asked uh, for it. That's what happens. Okay, well, you know, that's just just <laughs> no. wait till you come to lap me in a street stock race. You're going to be regretting it. I'm going to. Um, this is going to be my motivation to, to buy to buy a wheel for. <laughs> but anyway, again, my problem's not with iRacing. I think that's a, it's proven itself to be um, a wonderful thing. That I mean, I, I honestly, you know, if you're a race fan, why would you not want to? participate in this if you have any sort of time yeah. because it seems like it seems super fun you get to learn the tracks you get to race against real drivers very cool i'm just again well i was talking about from a media coverage standpoint taking it seriously as a as a sport as an e-sport that everybody wants me to get into but um i just that that's my that's my thing i just want to clarify that so yeah i watched the i watched the i rock version of i racing on wednesday night on fox sports one and you know Having an IROC race is something I talked about the first week. We talked about these, these these series events and how cool it would be to bring in different drivers, you know, across the the motorsports landscape. And I watched on Wednesday night they had a super truck race, uh, off road super truck race, and they had a IROC race at Daytona and it had Rossi and Will Power and you know guys from NASCAR. Kurt Busch was in this, and I loved it. It was fantastic. It was really good racing. It was it was competitive, and I enjoyed what I saw. So I do think. There is something out there for everybody, and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. And I think iRacing and, and the television partners have done a really good job of kind of filling that gap. So it's it's cool to see everybody kind of come across in, in that race on Wednesday night, guys racing against each other that you're never going to see, racing cars that you're never going to see them race, um, going wheel to wheel. I, I just it's a good thing. It's cool to see kind of how this you know motorsports community has kind of come together. Well, um, speaking of something else that was on the broadcast uh, this week. Right at the top of the broadcast, uh, you had Ryan Newman appears, a magical Ryan Newman appears, and uh, he's in the studio, I guess, and um, 
Mike Joy says, tell us, Ryan, what's going on with you? And he says, oh, I'm just really excited to come back to racing. Um, and so Mike Joy says, well, yeah, so that's that means you're going to be back in the car, you know, when NASCAR uh, resumes, hopefully soon here, as possibly as soon as May 17th. Ryan Newman says, that's right, I'll be back in the car. Great. Next thing you know, NASCAR uh, gives a statement to some media, including yourself, and um, they say, oh, we're very excited to have Ryan Newman back as soon as he's cleared. We haven't cleared him yet, essentially. What was that all about, Jordan? He hasn't been medically, medically cleared. I mean, they, they've taken the steps to to get Ryan cleared, Rush Fenner Racing and Newman himself, but you have to be medically cleared by a, a neurologist and your doctors, and that hasn't been completed yet. Now, I well, don't so know. What, so what was the point of going on the iRacing thing and saying, hey, everybody, I'm back, and then NASCAR's like, you will be probably, but not yet. I don't. I what was the, what? I don't get the whole thing. What what happened? I, I I'm so confused. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the whole story yet. It, it just sounds like there was a miscommunication on the process, and you know on how this is going to happen. It sounds like it's almost a formality that Newman's going to be cleared to be back, and that he is healthy and ready to do this. And with the expectation that NASCAR is not going to be back for another three weeks, there's there's certainly time for this to happen. It just sounds like this was something that they thought this, this they thought he was going to get cleared before Sunday's race today, and it, it didn't happen for whatever reason. And he still needs to complete that step. But it, like I said, it does sound like it's a mere formality. That was a weird. That's yeah, I don't know. Just one. Of those I would have waited. Uh, I mean, I would have. I, I don't. I think it puts. I think it put Newman in a weird spot today, and it put Fox in a weird spot too, because you 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 have him saying, "I'm going to race." And the natural question is, is well, are you medically cleared? And the answer is no, as of now. So I, I guess the question is, is why not wait a week? You know, if you, Fox is doing next week's race at Dover, so there's not a there's not a question of when. Um, I, I think I just would have had all my ducks in the row and all my you know T's crossed and I dotted before I would have done this. But if it's a mere formality and it's not a big deal, then I, I guess go ahead and do it. But it just seems like you know I would rather just make sure I have everything official official before going down this road. Yeah. Well, usually in these situations, when stuff like this happens, it means that somebody behind the scenes was swearing at somebody or sending angry emails to somebody. <laughs> so I would love to have been a, a fly on the wall. I guess I can't, can't really do that for emails, but you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, so, uh, speaking of real racing returning, um, things are changing so freaking fast, yes. uh, <laughs> constantly changing. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be something else. I mean, uh, we've been reporting um, a few times uh, on the latest thinking uh, going into NASCAR. Now it sounds like um, the latest thinking is let's go do Darlington um, May 17th, and then they'll try to go to Charlotte if they can get the governor's permission for that. Um, now, originally, you know, they were thinking let's go to Homestead because Ron DeSantis, the governor down there, was like, we're opening up Florida, but now everybody's opening up. Georgia governor's opening up. South Carolina um, seems like North Carolina is going to let them go in the shops, and they're thinking about the 600. So, um, you know, you've got Tennessee nearby. You've got Virginia that could be lifting its order sometime soon. Who knows? Um, but anyway, now so now it's like, well, we don't need to go to Florida because we don't need to put people on, in one of these germ tubes and fly them down there. Uh, we can just drive all separately, keep everybody apart. And as long as we do these driving races, it should be a lot easier to control. So that seems like it's the latest. Um, at least they're trying to go that direction, right? Yeah, that's fair to say. And like you said, it, it literally changes, you know, by the hour. Sometimes it feels like. I mean, we reported a story on Tuesday about how Darlington was going to be the, the the starting point, and then Charlotte, 
and then Atlanta, and then Bristol maybe, and then there's Texas you got to consider as well. And by Wednesday, that had been kind of changed again. And then Thursday, there was a different plan. And by Friday morning, there was a different plan. And now there is a meeting on Monday between NASCAR and its teams. Um, and they're going to discuss the schedule and try to kind of hammer it out and, and pinpoint at least the next handful of races, you know, whether that's three or four races, at least short term to kind of give these teams some direction of when, you know, when they get back in their shops and what they have to plan for. You mentioned Homestead. That was the plan as of a week ago. Um, but as you said, you know, that there were some objections of, wait a second, we're going to fly all the way down to South Florida. And there was talk of maybe doing a double header down there at Homestead. And if you do two races, you're going to have to spend the night and you're going to have to fly people down there. Then there's rental cars and there's just a lot of logistics and putting either there's, you're adding to the amount of risk that people have to take to, to make this happen. So it was, you know, I give NASCAR credit for stepping back and saying, wait a second, here's there a better way to do this, a more efficient way. And there is, I mean, Darlington is two hours away from Charlotte where most of the teams are located. Charlotte Motor Speedway is right there. It sounds like that the state is going to sign off on this of happening. It's not official. But the, certainly, like, the tea leaves are pointing in that direction. And then you've got Bristol. You've got Atlanta. You've got, you know, who knows what happens in Virginia. But if Virginia does get opened up, you've got two racetracks there, Richmond and Martinsville as well. So you've got a handful of racetracks within, you know, four or five hours of Charlotte. You know, let's focus on that before we start having to fly people everywhere. But, again, this is changing. This is this is a fluid situation with a lot of variables in play. A lot of different people have voices in this. There's the NASCAR side. There's the team side. There's a television component as well. Everything needs to be considered. Um, there's the states you have to work with. And, you know, there's a lot of different protocols you're going to have to follow. So long way from this, this happening. But I, I think we can safely say, or as safely as we can say in this situation, that May 17th, it does appear there's going to be a Cup Series race at Darlington barring any last-minute snafu. Uh, I don't know. Can you safely say that, really? Like, I mean, I feel like... I think, I, could, I think you could safely say that that is an intention or the plan, but you know how things can go. I mean, that's still a few weeks away. Who, who no, knows no, no, what no, could I, happen? I, I think the only way that that doesn't happen is if there is another outbreak. If there's something on the medical side where there's just, we can't do this because if we do this, this is, this is a health risk that we cannot take. If that doesn't happen, I don't see how Darlington doesn't happen because all by all appearances, we, we heard the governor this week of North Carolina, the teams can get back in their shops with, they need local approval and everything, but that doesn't seem to be an issue. So if the teams can get back in their shops and the health risks stay at the level they're at now, you tell me why Darlington doesn't happen because it certainly seems like everybody's on board and has circled that as, as a date that they're in agreement can, they can do. Well, that'd be interesting. I mean, obviously um, it sounds like they really still want to try to do intermediates first, if possible. Um, You know, obviously Darlington counts as that, but you know, with, with Bristol, Martinsville and Richmond all being um, close and tempting, it's tough because I, from what I had heard is that, um, the teams are just, they just do not have uh, any sort of multiple short track cars ready to go mm-hmm. yet um, because obviously everything got shut down the week um, of Atlanta right after Phoenix. So they were going to try to turn the, start turning the Phoenix cars around. Um, but so even if they were able to do that uh, in a few weeks time, and it does take a few weeks to, for these teams to do that, um, that's one short track car. So then, you know, you, you look at, okay, well, how could we do multiple short track races in a short amount of time? That could be a problem. Also, I heard that, um, 
you know, I, maybe maybe some teams do. I've heard that teams don't have road course cars at all. They hadn't even started uh, because the first road mm-hmm. course race wasn't going to be till June at Sonoma. So you're thinking about early March when this all happened. Yep. Um, there, there was no progress on a road course car. Um, possibly uh, had work had started on a, a plate car or sorry, super speedway car. There's no plate car, plate racing anymore. But you know what I mean? Um, because Talladega was coming up um, in April. So, you know, but, some preliminary work, but still far on that. So uh, you're really going to have to try to focus on intermediates if possible. And, and, you know, there's only so many places you can go, especially driving distance. Absolutely. And, you know, in our reporting this week, and, and two things you said is about short tracks and everything. And I've heard Bristol, and when we reported that Bristol is definitely on the table, um, you know, Virginia, it depends on who you talk to. People say are, are thinking that you can get into Virginia and race at Martinsville and Richmond. Other people I talk to just say that's not feasible right now. And it's not feasible because of what's going on in that state. And it's also not feasible because of what you said, Jeff, and that the teams don't have short track cars built and you can maybe get away with having one short track race. So if that's Bristol, okay, you can figure out a way to make it work, but to have multiple short track cars and you have to take into account that, you know, short track races usually means damage to the cars. So you're having to replace, you know, chassis and bodies and everything. Um, that, that's a, that's a, that puts a, that puts a, a strain on the teams and what they can do. And especially when you're having to manage, you know, the social distancing guidelines and everything and how many people can be in the shop and how close you can be. That, that's going to be interesting to see how this navigates. And I think that is something you have to keep an eye on. Also, another thing is, you know, yes, Talladega was an upcoming race in the real world NASCAR. And as we saw today with the iRacing event, you know, on the schedule, but there are some rule changes coming down that have already been, you know, the teams have been informed about, about what was, how the cars were going to be constructed to reflect what happened at Daytona when Ryan Newman crashed. And it, teams were going to have to make some tweaks and, and adjustments to how they build the race cars. So, that's not easy either. So it's, you know, to say, you know, you can race at a road course that, that the cars aren't ready there and there's needs to be some work done on the super speedway cars because there needs to be some changes with how those cars are built. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, I also heard that, you know, even, even if they're able to, to get these people to track, I mean, we're talking, um, you know, only the most essential, uh, people, it would be mm-hmm. the plan. So that means that you and I, Jordan, uh, it seems like, unfortunately, uh, we may not be able to to be there for a while. Maybe maybe something will happen and we'll be able to go. Well, you probably more. You you live in Charlotte. I live in Colorado, so I'm definitely not um, going to be able to go anytime soon. But um, if something were to happen, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like NASCAR would be too keen on having extra people there. And then you know, even even as far as I heard, you know, family members of the drivers, children of the drivers, wives, girlfriends, whatever. I mean, they they wouldn't be there. Um, uh, car owners, even I've I've heard that team owners are going to be restricted. I mean, it's going to be essential essential personnel that really only has something to do with this race happening. Right, and and you know even even to the point you know we've talked about them restricting the crews and the crew size. I I had heard that even they they would try to potentially keep the drivers um, out of the haulers, so no drivers uh, mixing with the team if possible. Um, which again would make sense in the fact that like okay, not not that you know, look, nobody is disposable. I I don't want to come across that that way, certainly. But if somebody were to get sick, um, on a, on a crew and, you know, you have to quarantine for two weeks or that person's out or whatever. Um, you know, if, if you're running a limited crew, you would have more people to potentially bring, obviously jobs are not interchangeable. So it'd be, it'd be tough. But if one driver gets sick, this whole thing is really thrown into chaos or, and I don't even know if you could race if, if you have drivers getting sick or, or contracting or whatever. So 
um, because that's not fair to the teams to say, okay, well, we're going to keep racing. Sorry, your guy got sick because we restarted, but we're just going to keep going without you. Um, that's, that's tough. So, you know, I, I heard that they're going to even try to try to keep drivers away. So it's, it's just going to be a whole different world. Be, it should be very interesting if they can pull it off. You know, Jordan, there was a, a race in uh, dirt race in South Dakota this week mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. And the original plan, uh, they, you know, they don't have a stay at home order there. So they were going to, they sold, I think they sold 700 tickets and late in the week, um, I guess the governor's office called them and, and didn't, didn't say they can't do it, but they just said, look, it's not a good idea. So they ran that race without fans. They did run the race. It ran Saturday night. Um, Brock Zierfoss from the uh, PA posse, uh, he won that race, but, um, you know, so it, we've seen that at least a race can run without fans. We don't know the consequences of that yet, but I, I just think, you know, the fewer people you have, obviously the better chance you, you have of being able to pull it off. I still don't know if they can, but that's gonna, that's gonna have to be the gamble. It's there's there's a lot of hurdles. There's a lot of variables in play. Things are ever changing, and like you said, we know at the beginning is what we think we know today is probably something going to be different tomorrow. But I think we can say that this is moving in this direction, and you know, by all appearances, it does seem that there's going to be some real life NASCAR racing within the next few weeks, barring yeah. something you know unforeseen. We would actually have an actual real post race podcast. Uh, not <laughs> we will have that. Yes, that would be that would be something. Um, so yeah, Jordan, I don't know if I'll do the, was it a good race poll this week? So I don't even think we should, uh, estimate on that. Maybe, or, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll do it, but I, I'm, I'm just kind of not, uh, treating these Understand. as a real race anymore. So anyway, but I, I do have a bunch of other polls that I've been, um, polling people on. And as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm about to go close it. So by the time you hear it, you won't be able to vote if you haven't already, but you will be able to see the results. Because I ask people all sorts of questions about NASCAR. You know, people are always on the on Twitter when I say was a good race poll. I always am getting responses, and it's like, well, ask people about this, or ask people what they think of the playoffs, or ask people, you know. So I did a giant post of polls, basically about all things NASCAR, greatest of all time, track that could be dropped from the schedule. Um, what do you think of the playoffs? What do you think of stages? Um, I mean, there's like 20 something questions. Maybe I asked, I'm not sure how many, but, um, anyway, uh, as of this recording of the podcast, we have over 1500 votes, which I was really happy about. Honestly, I mean, after all the athletic is, uh, behind a paywall and it's not as easy as getting votes on Twitter, you know, where you just post it and people go boop, click. So, um, for people to go read the article and then vote and all that stuff that I was really happy about that. So that's cool. And then, um, uh, I'll, I'll be posting that Monday. So I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but, um, perhaps it's already online right now on the athletics. So I will have all the results there. I'm very excited to dig into that and analyze what people said and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, Jordan, I look um, forward to reading. I, I read, I mean, I went, we kind of went over your questions a little bit or you shared them with me and I'm, uh, I'm very curious to see how people answer some of these questions because I, I think they're really well put together. And I think it's going to give a good glimpse into what fans are thinking and how they view NASCAR in its current state. I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, at least I was, you know, at least it's not just like, oh, you know, here's like 200 people that voted online. It's, at least it's a 1,500. So it's yeah, somewhat of a respectable number or something. I don't, I don't know how many more people um, before um, I close it. But anyway, uh, anything you, anything else you want to add? Anything you're working on? Anything like that? Um, I mean, I will say this, if, you know, we are, we are all over the schedule stuff and we will continue to hammer on that. 
and we are going to you know give you in-depth uh, coverage of what's happening behind the scenes to the best that we can so keep following us on twitter pay attention to what we're writing on the athletic.com because I, I think our coverage has been really top-notch and we will continue to provide you with co- top-notch coverage and if you guys don't mind one more plug here i i do have to uh plug the 12 questions podcasts um those are not free those are only behind the paywall um, you can only hear them on the athletic app or the athletic website we had uh, chase elliott this week so um that was that was enjoyable conversation i i enjoyed talking to chase on the phone to do the 12 questions so um that one is on there that's the latest one so um hopefully you could check that out as well but um jordan and i will be back um whether we talk about the iRacer or not, we'll be back with you every Sunday evening for the time being. That's the plan still anyway. So probably talk about uh, the Dover iRace next week or whatever else has happened. And hopefully we'll have real racing soon. I mean, it's crazy, but hopefully. So we'll see. Anyway, thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.